It is lovely to be here, as always. I always love coming and just dying a wee bit. And perhaps you remember looking at me and thinking, oh no, here we go again. Why Tim get her back again? But listen, just stop right there because it's not about me. It's not about me. It's just about him. And you see, there is a word for you tonight, whether you are saved or whether you're lost. It is by no accident that every one of us are here tonight. And isn't it great that we, brother, seeing the way down the car, I lifted out the wee CD, so I did, hadn't listened to it for a while, plugged it in, thou art my vision, <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> so isn't God, tell me this, is he your vision? Is he your vision? Do you know it is great to have a saviour? He says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another. So tonight, as I would speak, I pray that God would just hide me behind the cross. And I honestly pray that I would decrease and that he would increase. Because if you just see me, boy, you're going to be bored to tears. If you just see me, boy, you're going to be bored to tears. But if you hear him, if you hear him, he will meet you in the point of your need and he will touch your heart. And he has a word for you. Do you know, I had a wee look at what you advertise, my brother, and why, why do I love Jeannie, or Jesus? <laughs> why, do, why do I love Jesus? And you know, and the peace he has given me. But you see before, I'm going to break that into two halves, although do you see the second part is still why do I love Jesus, but it's just talking about the peace that he has given me. And yet, today, the first part, why do I love Jesus? But before I start that, do you know, there, I don't know if you're maybe as young as I am, but um, whenever I was a little girl, and whenever my wee girl was a wee girl, Little House in the Prairie. Does anyone remember Little House in the Prairie? Oh, there's a few people here. Do you know a brother? <laughs> <laughs> and yet we have came, I know it was a made-up uh, wee program, wholesome program, but we have came a long way from Little House in the Prairie. And we live in a day where good is called evil and evil is called good. And we live in a day where the enemy has come in like a flood. And we live in a day where maybe even every one of us are accused to be standing as if we're defeated. And whenever I give these statistics about the day that we live in, please do not misunderstand me. I am not underestimating the pain that some of these people are going through. I'm not, you know. But you see, why do I love Jesus? Because I know he's the healer. And I know he's the answer. And I know that the enemy has come in like a flood, but the spirit of our God can lift up the standard. And I know that John 10, verse 10 is so true. And the first half says, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But remember the whisper, But I have come that ye might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. Do you know the, B or the Belfast Telegraph on the fifteenth? Sorry, on the fifth of April, two thousand and eighteen, they reported, based on a survey of almost two thousand two hundred people, ages between sixteen and twenty-five years of age, and this survey found that forty-four percent of young people in Northern Ireland say that they have experienced a mental health problem. 68% revealed they always or often feel stressed. 33% reported 
they always or often feel hopeless. And the enemy has come in like a flood and he whispers, you're no good. And he whispers, sure, people have rejected you. Nobody wants you. And he'll tell both men and women, young and old, to resent themselves and to hurt themselves because they're worthless. And the only good thing could be pain. And I am not underestimating that. And maybe you struggle from that in here. And friend, don't think it's not in the church. And maybe you struggle from that in here. But can you hear God whisper, I am your hope. I am your healer. On the 2nd of March 2019, BBC reported, between the year of 2013-2018, on average, self-harm cases, there was 28 on average every single day. In five years, in this wee land, just the north of the border, in this wee land, in five years, more than 50,000 cases of people being going into our hospitals because of self-harm. One trust area dealt with 15 incidents involving children under 10 years of age. And the enemy has come in like a flood. He's come to steal. He's come to steal our children. He's come to destroy us, if he can, but he can't, because remember, we're blood-bought and blood-washed. And if you're not, well, you can be right now, by trusting in him. He's come to rob, and yet Jesus has come to give us life. 2019, 336 alcohol-related deaths. Then we have the drug-related deaths, and then we have the suicides. And friend, it's time, and whenever I say this, I say this to my heart first. I say, oh God, I love you. I do love God. Do you love God? Have you an intimate, personal relationship with a three times holy God? Can you say, mine, 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 I know thou art mine. Saviour, dear Saviour, I know thou art mine. Whether you are on the mountain or whether you are bawling your head off in the valley, not knowing which way to turn, just taking them by the hand. And when you cannot trace God's hand, you're saying, God, I don't understand it. God, I hate it. But God, I love you. And I know that my Redeemer liveth. And I know that he would not allow this to pass the shield and to come to me unless it was for my good and his glory. Friend, do you know Jesus Or do you find yourself today feeling just like a a hopeless case? And you see, if you do feel like that, good news is you have came to the right place. Because what does he say? I am come that they might have death. Not at all. Get away, death. I am come that they might have life. And that they might have it, what? More abundantly. And yet the deceiver comes. And the deceiver whispers, he doesn't care about you. Sure, he wouldn't understand how you feel. And I make no apology for saying this, and I say it all the time. But just for a few moments, let us go just a little bit before Calvary. And maybe you're broken hearted because someone has knifed you in the back. 
Maybe someone has talked about you, a dear friend. And, you know, it's hard to be wounded by a friend. It's hard to be wounded by a brother. It's hard to be wounded by a sister. And yet, God doesn't understand. God the Son knows all about it. What about whenever Peter was warming his hands at the fire and he had denied a three times holy God? And whenever the Son of God, God the Son, walked past. No, do you think, see if it was me. Now let's be honest. If I knew that Tim was over there denying me and all, do you think I'm going to walk past and just nothing? I'd be raging. So what? I would. And yet, I don't know what the look that Jesus gave him. But I still believe it was a look of love and a look of mercy. Because he knows we're only dust. And he's always ready and willing to forgive him. What did he do when he rose again? He ended up in the beach, the beach of failure. And what did he do? He came and he met Peter at the point of his need. Lovest thou me three times. Why did he ask him three times? Because Peter denied him three times and he knew the enemy would come in like a flood. You denied him, you denied him, you denied him. And yet God would say, yeah, but you told me you love me. You admitted that you love me. Maybe someone has physically hurt you. And friend, I don't underestimate your pain if that is your journey. I don't, under, I don't try to make little of that. But we have a high priest. And his name is Jesus. And he is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. And he understands truly God yet truly man. And as he bowed his back and they whipped his back until it was like a blight field. And the spittles shame. Sang about shame the night. Spittles. Imagine standing and willingly allowing the spittles to run down a kingly brow. And how they took that reed and whipped his head, pulled the beard out, spat upon him. The devil will tell you, whisper in your ear, Jesus doesn't care. My friend, Jesus cared enough to go to that cross. And when he hung and bled and shed his precious blood on that cross, for the very first time, God the Father poured out his wrath upon God the Son. Why? For a stinking sinner like me. And for you. And he understands. And not only does he understand, he cares. And not only does he care, he's right here because he's interested in you. Why do I love him? Now, I appreciate that there's some people have heard some of these things before, but remember, don't look at me, look at him. Friend, I love him because the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love him because he's no respecter of race and he's no respecter of denomination and he's no respecter of age. And I love him as a little girl in 1975 when I called upon him that he came into my heart and that he washed me in his precious blood. And maybe tonight you say, well, I am a good person and I am going to heaven and I come here and I pray and I give my money and, I'm, and that's all wonderful. That is all wonderful because if you're under the word, God can talk. He can talk when you're not under the word too, but it's always good to be under the word. But has there been a day? Has there been a time? You may not remember the hour or their date, but has there been a time where you can say, 
I was a sinner on my road to hell and I came to the cross and I was a sinner that was forgiven for my sins, not because anything that I had done, but because of the blood of Jesus, I'm on my way to heaven. And I love him because he first loved me. I loved him because as a wee girl, he helped me walk with him. But I love him whenever I turn my back on him, that he never turned his back on me. I love him because we are reminded, so we are in Psalm 103, verse 14, for he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are but dust. And what does that mean? Well, he knows that we mess up and he knows that we fail. And yet his mercies fail not. I love him because whenever I was pregnant, got pregnant at the age of 14, had Kyle at the age of 15, but, and I have said this before, that God sent me a love letter. It came in the, in the, in the shape of a hanky. And you know, that was back in the day in 1986. And it's maybe more acceptable today. But people used to say hello to my stomach instead of my face. Not everyone, of course, but a lot of people. And what, what did my mommy and daddy, what must they have felt, their wee girl pregnant? And yet God gave me parents that will love me. And maybe you say, well, I'm not as fortunate as that because I made a mistake and somebody left me. But God didn't leave you. And God will never kick you out. You might leave him, but God will never leave you. And he sent me a letter in the form of a handkerchief, and you know what it said? I love him because he spoke into a prison cell, into a prisoner, and he told that prisoner to write these words, Come, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give thee rest. And my friend, where are you tonight? Are you heavy laden? Where are you? Brother, where are you tonight? Are you heavy laden? And Jesus says, come and I will give you rest. I heard a put like this one time, and this is just for the saint of God. We pray, so we do. And we pray and we put the armor on and put the belt on, the belt of truth. And here we have the shield, we have the armor on, and that armor, it would have been a heavy armor. And what does the belt do? The belt supports the armor. And what does it do? It takes a little bit of pressure off our shoulders. And brethren, we don't have to carry this burden on our own because it was paid for at Calvary's cross. We don't have to be ashamed anymore because it was paid for at Calvary's cross. And God says to me, Jeannie, come to me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give ye rest. But the truth was, instead of me running to him, I just kept running from him. And I loved the old booze, and I, I loved it in one hand and hated it in the other. If you understand that, if you know anything about booze, you'll know what it's like. You like to get it and you hate what you are when you're on it. And the enemy had come in like a flood. And friend, I'm not going to tell you my sin tonight because you know why? Shame, shame, shame. But you know, Jesus, Jesus still loved me. And Jesus still sent me a verse to remind me if I would come to him, what would he do? Come on to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give thee rest. I love him because I was a mess. And in my living room, on my knees, casting all my care upon him, he careth who for me. Friend, he cares for you. He cares for you. 
Can I ask you a personal question? There's a crossroads tonight. And the enemy would whisper in your ear, you'll never give up that booze. You will never give up that porn that you watch. You will never give up that sacred sin. You will never give up those texts, perhaps. And he's right. You will never do it. But Jesus says, casting all your care upon him. Jesus says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And friends, there's power in the blood. And as I knelt at my city, casting all my care upon him, I love him because he cared for me. 12th of November, 1995. And he gave me life more abundant in Jesus. There's a little verse. Because, and this is for the saved. And And if you are not saved, this can be for you also, if you would come to Christ tonight. Friend, are you saved? I just feel that I need to say this. I remember standing out my back with my cousin. And my cousin, he put his arm around me. And he said to me, because I was always torturing him to go to meetings and to get right with God. And he says to me, Jeannie, I don't want you to worry about me. He says, I will get saved. There was a gospel mission going on in Bambridge. And it wasn't me that put the invitation through his door. But a little invitation went through his door. It did not say this is God's final invitation. It was simply an invitation to come. And you know, the truth was that whenever that mission started, my cousin was already away until eternity. And today, if you shall hear his voice, harden not your heart. Because how do you know but your soul could be drifting over the deadline tonight? And you are sitting and you are crippled in your sin. And Jesus says, I will give you life. Now, Jesus does not say you get saved tonight. And you know what? You're going to be a millionaire. Well, you will because you'll be rich in Jesus. And he does prosper. But I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. But he does promise this, that I will never leave you nor forsake thee. He does promise whenever our, our, our path is over that it'll be absent from the body and present with the Lord. And he does promise, and this is why I love him. See all that shame. Isaiah 54 verse 4. For thou shalt not be ashamed. And the devil says, brother, ah, but you did this. <coughs> Sister, do you remember you did this? Brother, sister, this is what Jesus says. He says, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded. For thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth. And shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. And you know what? If that's good enough for Jesus, well, praise God's just going to have to be good enough for me. What about you? Do you believe it? And yet he whispers. The evil one whispers. And torments and torments 
and torments. And Jesus says, now it's enough. Because friends, <clears throat> why do I love him? Because of his word. Because if we go to his word, we're sure to find a verse for our circumstances. And you don't know my circumstances today, and I don't know yours, but I do know this, that for the redeemed of God, he always has a word for the child of God. I love him because when my father was walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I remember sitting very clearly, and it wasn't the enemy whispering, it was the Savior whispering. And his spirit, the spirit whispered into my spirit. You see, years ago, my daddy was a prison officer, and he was in a backslidden state. And I'll never forget him telling me the story Well, he actually was at the bathroom. And he said that the Lord spoke to him, and that the Lord gave him a little verse, a bruised reed shall he not break. You see, Jesus doesn't want to break you. Now, I don't mean that we go and sin and do whatever we want to sin to do. There's a price to pay for sin. And unless it's under the blood, one day we'll answer for that sin. There's a price to pay for sin. But Jesus says, a bruised reed shall he not break. And whenever my father was dying, God's spirit whispered into my spirit, Jeannie, because he was doing an awful suffering, my daddy. I remember these thoughts coming in, I will not break him, and I'll not break you either. Where are you tonight? Your spirit is crushed by some circumstances. And God wants to remind you, a bruised reed shall he not break. He will not break you. He will help you if you come to him. Friend, all night I could go on about, I love him because. I love him because back to when I was pregnant. And this just, you might think this is stupid me saying this, but this is the truth. I was far away from God. Why do I tell you this? Because I want you to know that, see this Jesus, he's interested in me. He's interested in me and he loves me, all my failures. Now, they're forgiven. He died for them, but he loves me. I remember praying in bed, Lord, and I was so far away from the Lord, 15 years of age, pregnant. Lord, will, will you let this wee baby be born okay? And what I meant was be born healthy, and please don't let him be fat. And that's what he used to pray all the time. <laughs> now, not that there's anything wrong with that, so there's none, but that's just what I prayed all the time. And you know what? If you knew my son today, it was his birthday, um, I have to count it up now, he's 35, and he's a wee slender fellow, so he is to this very day. <laughs> but maybe that's just circumstances. I choose to believe that even though I was far away from him, he was healthy. And he looked after his figure as well. <laughs> and you know the beautiful thing about it is, I remember standing many a time, you know this song, Saviour, Saviour, hear my humble cry. It says lay hands no man suddenly, but I'm not actually going to lay my hands on you. Sing we line of that, brother, for us, will you? Hear my humble cry while on others I are passing. Saviour, Saviour, hear my humble 
content? Are you saved? As a mummy, I used to sing that song and sing, Saviour, Saviour, hear my humble cry. While on others I are calling, do not pass Kyle by. And that's what you call my son. And one night he went into a gospel meeting. He didn't want to go. So he didn't. He resisted and resisted. And I believe it was the last night of the mission and he went in. And you know, my other son, Ryan, he was said, Mommy, this is Kyle's final chance. This is Kyle's final chance. And you know, in my heart, I wasn't really thinking it was Kyle's final chance. And he sent him, and he said, he said um, about how do you know that your soul may be drifting over the deadline tonight. And whenever I went into that gospel mission, if you can just imagine it, Kyle's at this side and I'm at this side. And in my head was, is this Kyle's final chance? Because my other son was so adamant that it was. And years before, I hadn't even planned to say this, but God makes no mistakes. Years before, Kyle had been at another meeting where the same preacher was preaching. And that preacher told a story about a young ginger-haired boy in his early 20s. And how he left the meeting and how he left the meeting without Christ. And how the next day he went into eternity. And as I sat there thinking, is this Kyle's final chance? Is this Kyle's final chance? I remember praying, God, if this is Kyle's final chance, let that preacher tell the story about the ginger-haired boy. And the next words out of his mouth was about that very story. Friend, if you would know if you're a mommy and if you're a daddy, and you know your loved one's not right with God, and God has just whispered into your spirit, this is his final chance. Now, I'd love to tell you that my faith was strong that night, but it wasn't because I just wept and wept and wept. Tried to get out without it, at that meeting without Kyle seeing me, because I, knew, I thought, oh, he'd be raging with me if he sees me bawling. But I didn't, and we came together, and I went on out. Going home in the car, my younger son, Arne, said... I says, Arne, you pray. And he prayed, please God save Kyle, please God save Kyle, or words out of fact. And I just cried the whole way home. And yet, while on others I are calling, God remembered the prayer of his mommy. God remembered the sacrifice of a three times holy God on Calvary's cross. And that night Kyle got saved. could be your final chance. The devil wants you. He wants to destroy you. He'll say, come with me. Come into my playground. See, the only problem with that is, see, when he gets you into his playground, he's going to beat the tripe out of you. And then one day, cast into a lost sinner's hell. But you see, the Jesus that I serve, he healeth the brokenhearted and he binds up the wounds. And then, I have to end very soon. Peace. So what is the title? The title was Why I Love Jesus and the Peace He Gives to Me. Now I'm just going to be honest with you. I wish I could tell you I am a wonderful, I am a wonderful saint of God because I stand here redeemed in precious blood. But I wish I could tell you every single day I've got peace and I am fully trusting in every single word. I want to be. A whole lot of times I am. 
and then I fail. And the truth is, the peace he gives to me, now this is not a reflection, do not misunderstand me. Do you see the days that I don't have peace? That is not my saviour's fault. It lies solely at the door, this door. Not his fault. Not his fault. But you see, friend, and just for a few moments while I close, I'm just, as it were, going to take my false face off. I'm not pretending. I haven't been pretending. But I'm not going to pretend at this point. And the old enemy would want me to. And the old enemy would want me to tell you that I have peace every day and everything's great. And you know everything is great with Jesus. But there's many a tear I have cried. And many a day that I have thought that there was no peace in my heart because I didn't feel that peace. And yet, my friend, what about you? You see, the enemy walks to and fro up and down there, seeking whom he may devour. And the enemy is after every blood-bought and blood-washed saint in this place tonight. And if the enemy can't get you, he'll get to somebody close to you. And where does the enemy attack? He comes to the mind. And you know, there's times in my mind where uh, overthinking, 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 overthinking. And what does Jesus do? Jesus always has a word for him, from, from him. Now, I can only tell you my journey. And my journey is that um, many a day I've had peace and I've been on the top of the mountain. Many an hour I've felt like that, and then boom, overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. And then I start getting paranoid about things. And then, is that from God? That's not from God. Because the enemy wants to destroy us. And I am not underestimating the battles in the mind, my friend. But I am telling you the walk that God has brought me on. And last March, as you know, as you know, I'd be involved in a school ministry. And life for me was very, very busy. <laughs> so it was. And then just like that, everything stopped. And you see, the name was a global pandemic, but yet circumstances was that God wanted me to stop because God wanted me to deal with a few things in my life. Now, am I telling you that I didn't love God? No, I'm not telling you that. Am I telling you that I wasn't walking with God as much as life in me? I love the Lord with all my heart and soul and strength and might. But what I am telling you, friends, is in half times I didn't even know it. And maybe, maybe you're here tonight and you are struggling in your mind and you cannot get set free. And you have maybe said a little verse of scripture and you have meant that verse and still it comes back and still it comes back and still it comes back. And maybe you are crippled with it. And you're thinking, well, why has he not given me peace? Well, you know the best thing to do is do just what I did. Lord, will you talk to me? Lord, will you show me the problem? And you know, God spoke very clearly to me. And God showed me that one of the problems in my life was a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear. And afraid of man. And what is that? The fear of man brings a snare. And afraid of what this person will think of me, and afraid of what that person will think of me, and then what does that create? That creates this perfectionism. Because if I do it this way, and I do it that way, and I'm good, da, 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 and all the time in my heart, meaning, meaning to do, walk with God, I'm walking with God. 
And yet, friend, remember that armour. Remember the belt of truth. Do you see, sometimes here, the burden was on my shoulders because I wasn't bringing that burden to the Lord. I was trying to carry it on my own. And the thing is, half times I didn't even realize it. So do you see right now, believer, you just tell the Lord, say, Lord, speak to me. He gave me a verse about fear. He gave me another verse about fear. And I remember saying, God, if you're showing me there's a stronghold of fear in my life. And you know, the truth was I knew there was because I knew I was afraid of what people would think and people would say and all the rest. I said, show it to me again. The very next day, an unexpected card came with a verse on it with fear. I remember praying and this brother came into my head and I said, Lord, if you want this brother to pray with me, bring him to my house. I prayed that a few times and he never come. And then about a week around or so later, I was in the bathroom and I was thinking I was going to be going to Tesco's and an old fear was coming over me and I started to pray verses. Friend, this is just the truth. Because you see, the enemy comes in like a flood. But while I love him, ding dong, went down and who was at the door? That brother that I said about praying. Now, don't misunderstand me. The only thing the brother was doing was being a messenger of God. God just says, go and bring them Bibles to Jeannie. He didn't know where he was coming. But you see, in that second, God was saying, Jeannie, I have got you. Jeannie, I love you. Jeannie, I am interested in the way you feel. And I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I heard one night the most beautiful words. Well, they're all beautiful. You know that. Psalm 107. This is for you, brother. This is for you, sister. Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. And you know, I have a lovely friend. She's actually a Christian counsellor and she's my friend as well. God sent her to help me too. And you know, she all said, you know, she just kept saying to me, Jeannie, get the word. Get to the word. Jeannie, go to the word. Jeannie, go to the word. Why? Because he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from what? All their destruction. I don't know what your stronghold is tonight. I'm just being honest with you. You see, God showed me that I was carrying burdens that weren't my own. Burdens that were lifted at Calvary. And you know what he did? He sent another wee word. And you know what that did? Well, that was healing. So it was. And it's found in Psalm 81, verse 6. Where do you hear this? This will thrill your soul. I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were delivered from the pots. The children of Israel and their slaves and they're in bondage. You see, God, the Son, did not shed his blood for you and me to be in bondage. That's not of God. That is not of God. Yet God, the Son, 
God the Father knows there's a spiritual warfare and the enemy wants to destroy us. And yet, greater is he that is in us. And those Israelites, they carried the pots and it was a burden to them. But you know what God said? He didn't just take the wee pot off them and set it aside. He didn't take the burden off them and set it aside, the burden from their shoulders. He actually removed them from the burden. See how precious that is? See if he had just took that off them. Well, they could have got it back again. But you see, when God removes you from something, don't dare go back. Don't go back. Don't go back. He sent his word and healed them. Um, I had COVID myself. I was all right. So I was, I was sick. So I was, but it was all right compared to some people. And then, of course, the enemy. I, I never actually cared about me having it. But this I fear, what if I have to give it to somebody else? What if somebody else would get sick because of me? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be careful around people. I'm not saying that we have to be wise. But, you know, one day, can I ask you something? Is there someone here... And the enemy has whispered to you, everything you touch, you destroy. That thought came into my head one day, and I thought, that's from the pit of hell. That's not from the Lord. I says, Lord, would you give me a wee verse about my hands? Where do you hear this? This is true. You look it up yourself. Deuteronomy 15, verse 10. It says... The Lord thy God shall bless thee, isn't that good? In all thy work, and in all that thy puttest thy hands on. What a word. He sent his word and healed them, and delivered them from all their destructions. What else? I'm going to end, so I am. could talk all night. You see, we have nothing to fear. And yet circumstances will come into our life that will maybe perhaps make us fearful. And you see, in those days when them circumstances come, you and I, as the redeemed of God, must run to the word. And the best thing to do, whatever, whatever your problem is, you ask God to give you a word. And should he give you, I have a wee notebook, so I have. And he just kept saying, Lord, give him another word, give him another word, give him another word. Wrote it out, put it in my pocket, and just kept taking it out and meditating on the word. On what? He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Here's another beautiful one for whenever the enemy comes. Because we are in a battle, and it is a spiritual warfare. He's a stinking liar. We are not defeated. Jesus says, For the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. My shield belongs to who? To the Lord. Who is he? My King. He's the Holy One of Israel. And this is what we have to do. And I know that you know these things. But it's always good to be reminded. What we have to do, whenever the enemy comes, lift up that spiritual shield. And who is that shield? It's God himself. Because he's our defense. And we can't fight the enemy. But our saviour, he'll do it for us.
friend, some faith. But let all those who put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thy Lord wilt bless the righteous. And you know, you see that the Lord will bless the righteous. The Lord bless me with COVID. The Lord bless me with taking me away from everything. Because then the Lord got my attention. Because the Lord had a little bit more work to do on me. And you know what, I wish he had, that was the work finished, but no, rightly it's not. There's loads more to do. The Lord allows trials to come our way. Not because he's a hard taskmaster. But it's either for your good or for his glory. For thy Lord will bless the righteous with favour. Wilt thou compass him as with a shield. Friend, I love Jesus because he first loved me. Because he is mine. Mine, mine, mine. I know he is mine. Saviour, dear saviour. I know he is mine. And there's nothing the enemy can do in me unless he wills. And you see, if he does, it's for my good and it's for his glory and to build his kingdom and to help others. But what about you? Shackled. God doesn't want the church to be shackled. God came to set us free, to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. What about you unsaved? While on others thou art calling, he's here right now. Will you pray from your heart, do not pass me by? Will you come to Christ tonight? You see if the answer is no, and you may not say that audibly, but if you leave here and you haven't responded, your answer is no. Friend, remember the story of the ginger-haired boy. I, I can't say that before that accident he didn't give his life to God. But you make sure that you're ready to meet a three times holy God. Thank you.